Lord, we thank you that you will reign forever and ever. And Lord, we thank you that we can reign with you. Lord, as we accept your sacrifice and your shed blood for our forgiveness of our sins, Lord, that we're one of your children, that we get to reign with you forever and ever. So Lord, just help us, help us to remember and to just keep that in our minds that Lord, we look forward. We look forward to that day when we reign with you. Lord, when you set up your kingdom and and we can reign with you. So Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. I I hope you realize how blessed we are as as a church to have so much musical talent in our church. I I I you know, sometimes you take things for granted, but uh, you know, we just uh do have a lot of very musical musically talented people and uh Really grateful for that. <laughs> well, it's that time of year, I guess. I don't know. When you start thinking about lots of things, you know, now it's the new year. We think about time past. We think about the new year coming. And, and you know, we get to think about time. And the other day I was watching a commercial. It was for mattresses. I can't remember the name of the mattress now. But it was a mattress commercial. They were advertising mattresses and, you know, and they took your day, 24 hours, and they made a big circle, and they divided it into three parts, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of play. Yeah, yeah some of you go, well, whose life is that? <laughs> well, I think sometimes, you know, that's kind of the concept in America, that's kind of our concept. Sleep eight hours, work eight hours, and then we just get to play with the rest of us just free time. Now, you know, for most of us, and if you accept some responsibility in life, you realize that that's probably not true. But I thought, is that interesting, though, that that was the picture that they put up, was that, you know, you could have eight hours of play. And that just kind of stimulated my thinking as to, well, what do we do with our time? We have so much of it. We have so much time. One thing about time, you know, and I, I kind of do a sermon at funerals a lot of times, and I talk about time. And You know, one thing about time, the older you get, the faster it goes. That's really not true. But, you know, young people, they think they got forever. Their life's all ahead of them. Time's just gobs of time out there. As you get older, you go, you look back and you go, where did all the time go? You know, now it's like, whoa, time. And, you know, and I, it doesn't speed up, you know. But it's our, it's our concept and how we see time. So I want to just think about that for today. Um, the first scripture I want to share is from Ecclesiastes 3. Um, interesting set of scriptures here. I'm, I'm going to read these, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So there's a time set for everything, you know. There's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. There's a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. There's a time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. 
A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to fear and a time to, a time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So there's time. There's time for all kinds of things. You know, there's, there's time. We say, well, I don't have no time. You got time. There's time. There's time for everything. But what do we do with the time we have? What do we do that the, with the time that's available to us? Are we responsible for our time? Yes, we are. We're responsible for the time that we have. And what do we do with it? How does God want us to use our time? Now, now it's going to be like, well, you know, for Christians, I think there's a responsibility. It's not just like, well, sleep eight hours, work eight hours, and just play the rest of the time. We have responsibility. Responsibility. Our first responsibility is to God. What does he want to do with our time? Psalm 91, 12, 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days, to value our days. You know, I think somebody this morning said some we were talking about time and what we have. Oh, you know, just, you know, glad to have another day. Number your days. You know, be thankful for the time we have. And then it says that we are to use it wisely. Use it wisely. We may gain a heart of wisdom. We, we, we count our days so that we're, we can have wisdom on how to use those days. No, Lord, what do you want me to do with the days that I have? The time that I have. Not just say, well, I just get the, I got these eight hours of extra time. I guess I'll just play. I'll just play. No, I think as Christians especially, we have responsibility. I believe, I believe that all people have responsibility. As Christians, we have a little different responsibility. We have a little different responsibility. We have responsibility to the Lord. It's, it's up to us to, to set our time, to count it as wisdom that, that we use our time wisely. If you think you have eight hours to play, if that's a mindset, and I have seen adults that have that mindset. You know, oh, no, I've seen adults that have that mindset. There's the mindset that says, I worked eight hours, I'm done. I've done my job. I've done my job. I, I can, the rest is my free time. And, and if you have that mindset, you're going to neglect some things. You're going to neglect some things. Number one, if you have a family, you're going to neglect your spouse. You're going to neglect considering how you might help your spouse or, or what you might do for your spouse or, or spending time with your spouse. If you have that mindset, you're going to neglect your spouse. If you have that mindset, you're going to neglect your children. If you have that mindset as a husband, you're going to neglect your children and let your wife take care of your children. I see that too where, well, that's her job. That's her job. I worked eight hours. Of course, nowadays, you know, most families, guess what? Both husband and wife are working eight hours. 
You know, that's where we're at now. And so, you know, that doesn't work. Well, I work my well, so did she, you know. And so, no, but yeah, so we're home now, and guess what? You worked eight hours, but now the kids are all yours. That you're neglecting your children. If you're a Christian and you think eight hours is for playing, you're going to neglect prayer. You're not going to take time to pray. Because you got to get your play in. You're going to neglect reading the Word of God. You know, as Christians, we're to pray, we're to read the Word of God. Well, if we think sleep eight hours, work eight hours, and the rest is playtime, where does reading the Word of God come in? Where does prayer come in? Or as Christians, we're asked to serve others. Well, how do you serve others if it's just about you and having free time to do whatever you want? See, if that's, if that's the mindset, then you're not going to serve anybody else. Now, people will say, well, I'm busy. Well, busy is okay. I mean, yeah, they are busy. But you can be busy wasting time. You, know, you can be busy wasting time. Doesn't mean you're doing the right thing. Maybe you're just wasting time. You know, what do you do with their time? What do you do with that segment of time? In James, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse, James says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we're going to go to such and such a city. We'll spend a year there. We'll buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. What does that say? It says, well, time is short. Life is short. It says, you say, well, I'm going to do this or this, that tomorrow. We don't know for sure what we're doing this or that or tomorrow. He says, you know, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, we'll do that. But life is like a vapor. Like a vapor, a little. It's like a little bit of a time. You know, again, life, life is short. Life is short. We need to consider our time and use it wisely. We need to consider the things we ought to do. How many have said, I ought to go do this? I ought to go... And one of the worst things is, and I've done this, I ought to go see so-and-so. I ought to go see so-and-so. And then how many have waited too long? I've done that. I've done that. Well, I should go see them, and all of a sudden they die. I can't go see them. I ought to go do this. And the opportunity is there, but if I don't take it, all of a sudden tomorrow, the opportunity is not there. I can't do it. And so we need to consider, Lord, what do you want me to do today with the time I have today? What do you want me to do today? Is there something? You know, we say, well, you know, it's Sunday. So, you know, well, we got up, we came to church. Well, now maybe you got your afternoon plan. Maybe you don't. Your evening. Well, Lord, what do you want us to do? You know, now. The alternative is to just do what you always do. You know, maybe go home. I like a Sunday afternoon nap. 
you know. So I, you know, go home, take my nap. Then I feel better, hopefully, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, we see, but, you know, sometimes you don't get your nap. Sometimes that doesn't work that way. The Lord has other things for you to do, you know. And we got to be careful. Well, no, that's when I take my nap. Well, maybe the Lord wants you to go see somebody, you know. And he'll, he'll let you know. You know, somebody will come to your mind or somebody will kind of name, kind of eat at you or kind of just you think about somebody. And when you have those times, don't just go, oh, well, whatever. You know, consider that's the Lord trying to remind you, hey, go see somebody. Go do this. Go do that. Take care of this. You know, we need to, we need to be responsible for the time we have. Be responsible because we're only given so much. I often wonder, you know, what kind of a mark are we going to leave? What kind of a mark will we leave with the time we've used, what we've done with what we have? You know, we were talking this morning about somebody in the Revolutionary War. They did some, they sacrificed, and, you know, they were marked in time, and we still remember them now, and it's like, wow. What's the chances that you and I are going to be remembered 250 years from now? Pretty minimal. You know, life goes on pretty fast. You know, life goes on pretty fast. But the things that we can do for God will remain forever. They have eternal value. There's an eternal price for those things, an eternal value. Those things will go on. Now, we won't see it here. You know, you aren't going to get big recognition for eternal things that you do, most of us anyway. But, you know, there are eternal things we can do. We need to see about what do we do for eternity? What do we do that really makes a difference? I always say, I've come to the conclusion, you know, you talk about, and I, in sermons at funerals, I'll talk about stuff. And, you know, I know one family's going through sorting out all their mother and dad's stuff. You know, that's a monumental task sometimes because you got so much stuff, you know. But that doesn't leave a real mark on anything. It just leaves a job for somebody else, you know. And we need to consider, well, what are we doing on this earth? Are we just accumulating stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, y'all, we all accumulate stuff. Does anybody ever wonder how you get so much trash? Does anybody ever, do you ever think about that? I mean, Mary and I, two people. It's like... How can you have a bag of trash in a week? You know, well, that's the American way. You know, just the other day, I don't know, we did something the other day. We had, a, I don't know if it was a meal or what, but, you know, after the meal, there's a whole pile of trash. You know, everything came in a bag or it came in something, and when you're all done, you're just a pile of trash. Isn't that amazing? It's kind of our life, you know, it's like our mark on life was when we're all done, we just left a big pile of trash, you know. I don't know. But, you know, you, you, you need to, th I think I need to think about, well, what do I do with my time? What do I do with it? I'm not saying you can't play. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm not saying you can't do things you enjoy. I think we should. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place. But it's, it's a mindset. And maybe there are people who maybe work too much. You know, all they do is work. 
Maybe they ought to enjoy themselves a little bit or enjoy their family or enjoy something more than just working all the time. You know? But I think as Christians, we have a responsibility. I want to look at a parable that Jesus told in Luke, the 12th chapter. In Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 16th verse. Then Jesus spoke a parable to the crowd and said, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plenty. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to share my, store my crops? And so he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then, though, then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. What did, this, what did this guy do? Well, he was blessed. He was blessed. Most of us sitting here are blessed. Some more than others. But relatively speaking, you know, I can compare you to people who you look blessed around. That we're blessed. We're blessed. And so we say, well, I'm so blessed. What am I going to do with all these things? What am I, this fellow, he, he was a farmer, and he said, wow, I don't have room for all my crops. I'm so blessed. I'm going to have to tear down my barns and build bigger barns. You know, the, the joke is about farmers, you know, they don't want all the land in the county. They just want the one next to them. And the one next to them, and the one next to them, and the one next to them. They don't want it all, but just the one next to them. You know? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Farmers having lots of land? I'm not saying it's wrong. But this fella, what was his problem? What was his problem? He says, I'm blessed. I'm going to tell it to my barns to build bigger so I can store all my crops and my good. And then I can say to myself, you know what? You've had a lot of good, a lot of good things. You got to just, you know, if you store all this stuff, you probably won't have to work for years. You won't have to, you can just, why, you can live the good life. Eat, drink, and be merry. Eight hours of play. Eight hours of play. Fits right in. You know? Life's been good. You can just sit back, eat, drink, and be merry. What's that? What's the problem with that? It's complete selfishness. Complete selfishness. He's blessed. He says, you know what? I'm just going to build a big barn so I can keep it all for myself. And then I can just sit back because I'm blessed. And I can just eat, drink, and be merry. Because you know what? It's all about me. It's all about me. Just so I'm happy. Just so I'm happy. Isn't that what we want? Don't we want to just be happy? Isn't that what our goal is? Is just, I can have the good life? And God said to him, you fool. Tonight, your soul is going to be required of you. Then who who all these things belong to then? <laughs> you know, we can spend all of our life accumulating. Accumulating. Isn't that the big question? If you're my age, the big question is, how much do you need in retirement? 
I don't need it all, just the farm next to me. <laughs> How much do you need? You know? How much do you need? What? So I can just eat, drink, and be merry? So I can just have the good life? So I can just live what makes me happy? Isn't that what it's all about? Just so I'm happy? And then when it's all done, what happens? What happens? Then it all belongs to somebody else. It all belongs to somebody else. And the reality is it already does. You just think it's yours. You know? What we have, we're stewards of. What we have, we're stewards of in the kingdom of God. We're stewards of it because God has blessed us with it and we're stewards of it. In the world, we think it's ours, but it really belongs to the government. That's my, that's my latest take on things. You know, they seem to think it belongs to them. You know, and then they give it back to me proportionately. I don't know, but anyway. Um, but you know, when it's all said and done, we got to be careful. Because if it's not about the kingdom of God, when the Lord says, come home, it's all gone. The worst case scenario would be if we were so selfish, we didn't know him. If we didn't even know him. You know, now, I say all that to say, I believe God wants to bless his people. I believe the parable explains that the mistake was the blessing is all for me and it's all about me. The blessing is what can I do to eat, drink, and be merry? It's because it's all mine. And it's not. It's not. As Christians, we have responsibility. We have responsibility to be good stewards of our time. Of our time, the time we have. God's given us so much time. How are we using it? How are we using it? Is it for me? Or is it for the kingdom? How does it affect the kingdom? As I get older, I think more about things like that. What are we doing? I think about myself and I think about us as a church. What are we doing as a church to affect the community for the kingdom of God? Are we just here to bless ourselves, to feel good, encourage one another so we get through the week? Or are we going to make some kind of impact on our community? I think for us, I think, you know, the things we do to serve in many different ways are how we affect our community. I'm the kind of person that's probably never satisfied, so... Don't feel like I'm nagging at you because you're not doing a good job. I'm just not ever satisfied. I always think, well, Lord, what, what, is there something we could do? Is there something else you would have us to do with what you've blessed us with so that we might help somebody else, so that we might be able to do something to affect the kingdom of God in our community, you know? I don't, I'm not going to stand here and say, okay, I've got it, here it is. I, I don't. But I think about that. I think, Lord, what could we do with our time, our resources, our blessings? What could we do that makes a difference? As individuals, I think you have responsibilities where you are 
in your communities. We're from different communities around, and I think each of us have responsibilities where we live, with the people around us. I think as a group, we have some responsibilities as a group to make a difference, to make a difference. You know, what is it we might do? I pray that if there's something that we need to do, that the Lord would show us. And I pray that it wouldn't be what you normally think. You know, my, my sort of thing is when God wants you to do something, it's like, oh, I never thought of that. A lot of times. It, it could be something we thought of, but a lot of times it's something, well, I never thought of that. I never thought that God would want us to do that. You know, what, what, what could it be? I don't know. But I pray in the year ahead we would pray, Lord, show us. Show us how we can use the resources, the blessings, and the time that you've given us so that it would make a difference in other people's lives, in the hearts and lives of other people. And when you pray, pray, Lord, show me what the people outside the church want and need, not what I think they ought to have. You know, sometimes we, we lose touch. And maybe we need to think, Lord, what, what is it that my neighbor really needs? What is it that those people around me need? How could I serve them? What, what could we do? What could we do? You know, and, and I think as we look forward to 2020, you know, sometimes we can look at it two different ways. You can look at all the bad things going on around us, and, and I'm not saying there's not bad things, and I've talk about them once in a while and point out things that aren't right. And I think there's a lot of things around us that aren't right. And I think, you know, as Christians, we need to be aware of that and pray and do what we can to change those things that aren't right around us. But there's still a lot of things that are right around us. There's still a lot of opportunity. There's still a lot of good out there. You know, if, if people really want to do things there's a lot of opportunity to do things you know god has still blessed us and there's a lot of open doors open doors for young people i was sharing in sunday school this morning you know sometimes you think oh you know it depends which young people you look at you know i mean we we help a lot of young kids that are struggling and so sometimes you get to thinking that well they're all struggling they're all oh my goodness where are we going to end up you know, but there's a lot of young people that are doing good things. A lot of young people doing a lot of good things. A lot of things I never would have, I can't even comprehend the things they're doing. There's opportunities all around us, all around us. What are we going to do with them? What are we going to do with the time that we have? And I believe that someday we'll be accountable for our time. That God, you know, he, he's going to ask us about every idle word we said. That's kind of unsettling. But I think he's going to ask us about our time. What did you do for me? What did you do? What did you do with the time that I gave you? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the time that you've given us. And Lord, we say there's no time, but there's always time. There's always time to do what we want to do. So Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be faithful to you. 
Help us to consider the time we have and how you would have us to use it. Lord, just guide us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts as a body, as a church. Lord, that we'd be faithful to use our time wisely and the resources you've given us. Lord, help us to hear, to have our ears open, to hear what you would say. Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for your blessings. Lord, I pray you just be with us now and just uh, help us to, to go forth and to serve you and to do your will. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. We probably